everybody. Welcome to Still Sober with John Rabin. This is episode 163, and I am recording from, if I was bullshitting you, I'd say I'd be, I'm recording from my studio. But in reality, because I'm a straight shooter, I'm recording from work. Uh, I'm not working. I'm off work. But I have space in the warehouse. I'm like, I'm just going to record in that room. So it's all, so I'm all alone. No interruption from cats, the dog drinking water, anything like that. Uh, also out of convenience this way, I don't have to bug my wife. I'm like, be very quiet. I'm talking to the people. I don't have to do any of that shit. So I just thought I'd do it from here. And, you know, I was looking at things I wanted to talk about. And I realized that I, I just got the urge to and uh, do a what I'm going to call the sobriety. I want to do a sobriety pep talk. The first of many, I think. Maybe. So I will probably title this sobriety pep talk number one. Um, which reminds me, there's this shitty movie in the 80s called Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. And the name, it was named that way because it implied that it would be the first in a series of several movies. They only made the one because it didn't do well. And it starred Fred Ward. And if you don't know who that is, neither did anybody else even in the 80s. They knew who he was, but they didn't know him by name. Like if you pull up his picture, you'll go, oh, right. That's what everybody did in the 80s, so didn't really catch on. Anyway, I digress. But what I'm saying is, this: I don't know if this is going to be one of those situations where I'm like, here's a sobriety pep talk. The adventure begins. Uh, maybe. But I don't know. I just felt like there's a whole lot going on. We're all very emotional. I've said that before, but... Uh, just to get back to what's important is staying sober if you're a sober person. And I hope you are. If you're not a sober person, I hope you're staying sane. And if you're not a sober person, but you enjoy listening to me, I hope you'll stick around and this pep talk will help you just in general. Now, you may be asking yourself, John, why... It, are you doing the pep, the pep talk more for you, really? Is this sort of you talking to you? Maybe. Maybe not. Probably. But please be, my, be a conduit for my uh, thing. I'm going to... I want to build myself up to, to you. Does that... I don't... I'm falling apart... As I record, this is not good. This is how we start a pep talk, is the person who's supposed to build you up falls apart and starts mumbling and stuttering and just goes, I'm just, I can't do it. Anyway, everybody, fuck off. No, that's not how we do it. But that's, all right, sorry. <laughs> I'm killing it. Okay. Listen, you're going to be okay. 
Just breathe. It's weird. It's weird out there. But you've already been through a lot. We all have. And you kept going. And that's the point. You keep going. The whole idea of sobriety is not to reach some goal. It's not like, it's not selling you anything. All right, recovery, that, that sort of thing. It's not, it's not selling you like some kind of uh, motivational speaker, like some kind of Tony Robbins motherfucker who tries to sell you something where it's like, I've got a 12-step you know, program to better your life and go out there and succeed and make millions of dollars. First, here's my program. You buy my book that makes me money. It's not one of those things. The whole idea is not to, you know, reach levels of success. If you quit drinking now, you'll make partner. Like, it's not that kind of shit. The whole idea, you're not competing with anybody. We're not competing with other people in sobriety. You're like, well, man, I'm going to have more sober years and days and months than that guy. Fuck that dude. It's probably not a healthy way of thinking about it. The way you do it, the whole point is the only person you're competing with is the worst version of yourself. That part of you that reached that bottom when you decided to change and you got started climbing back up. That's what you're competing. You're, you're, you know, you got to remember that you don't want to go back there and you don't want to look back there. Well, I mean, you can look back. I guess you can look. Can you look back there? Yeah, you can look. You know what? Take a peek. Looks shitty, doesn't it? Yeah. All right. Now look forward. But that's the whole idea. You know, because I'm not, I'm not some picture, some beacon of success. I work in a warehouse. You know, I'm a very unknown stand-up comedian and I'm not even doing stand-up so it's not like on it like what do you gauge success well I'll tell you what I gauge it by I'm healthy I'm not getting fucked up I'm not running from anything I'm thinking clearly I'm married then I'm happy that's that I consider that a success that I'm in a good place, that I didn't think I'd be. Somehow I'm here. You know, coming up next month, it'll be nine years. Somehow I'm here. And how did I do it? Very eventually. That's how I did it, eventually. And if you're already set in motion, just keep that motion. Just keep going. Because it just, you know, it's eventually, it's, it's little increments. It, you're just going, you're working on what you have with what you have with what's in front of you. I mean, this is, this is a hard time, but if you have any sobriety time right now, you really deserve a medal. Because of how much emotional stress we're all going through, how much 
we're bombarded with how much info, misinfo, blah, 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 all that shit. And somehow you've managed to continue to function and stay on the path that you're staying on. It's like, well, I've only done it for a day. That's enough. You've done it for a day. That's the point. You've done it for a day. Keep going. And you know what? It's, it doesn't matter. The, like I said, it's a lot, there's a lot of people, if you go to meetings, you'll run into people who are, spend the time as a, look what I've earned and look how much, you know, look, look what I've been doing. Eh. There is always the ego thing. And, you know, sometimes it works for people. A little bit of ego is actually kind of motivating. But it's all about a frame of mind. It's not about the time. It's about this, your state of mind. You know, it's... it's The whole idea in 12-step with the, uh, you know, with your being powerless is is from a starting point at that point it's a frame of mind getting into well i'm powerless unless i accept help and that gets you in a position to accept help well you're not in that position anymore now you're going you have power you're doing it you just keep doing it there are times i had this yesterday yesterday morning i got up and i was like fuck i don't want to do this anymore and by this, I meant everything. I'm just like, ugh. Now, the problem was I didn't have my coffee. Um, and I just gotten up. And it, I had six and a half hours of sleep instead of my seven, seven and a half hours. And, uh, and I did it to myself, to be honest. I learned my lesson. And I went to bed a little bit early. And I woke up today feeling a little bit better. But that's the thing. The state of mind, there's this brief, the whole, I don't want to do this. You know, I, I, I quit. I quit everything. That state of mind I had in the morning, it reminded me, it was like, that's, it was so temporary. And it just, it was so crushing at that moment. But I fought through it and, uh, you know, begrudgingly fed the cats who wouldn't shut the fuck up because they're hungry and it's, oh, God, just a couple of minutes past when they normally eat. God forbid they starve in those three to four minutes. So I fed them, fed the dog, got my coffee. And it, you know what? And, it, and it's just gone. It's like it, it, 10 minutes later, that whole just everything, you know, I want to quit everything. I want to go back to bed and I want to sleep forever. This is bullshit. All that was very temporary, and it reminded me of that's that's how cravings hit you, man. That's how that 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 hits you when you're like, I don't want to do this sobriety bullshit anymore. But it you work through it, and it passes. It's about the patterns. It's about going. It'll pass. I mean, it'll come back. It always comes back. Your thoughts, the feelings, but you work on it. But don't worry about the shit coming up. Just worry about today. Is that cool? All right. Good pep talk. Good talk, everyone.
All right, I feel better. I hope you feel better. Let's get out there. Let's do it. Except that I recorded this at the end of my day, so I'm just going to go home and eat dinner. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, all right, you ready to drive home from work? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Now, I appreciate, because really, I was looking at things. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do for the podcast, and I had like a couple of different points I was going to look at. And I was like, oh, I read this. And oh, did you hear about this in the news? Like I was looking at some things and um, it was it wasn't very encouraging. Uh, just the the, you know, like like uh, like addiction and recovery related news, because I found one thing and it was a very um, bait and switch just type of uh, type of title. What I, I wrote it down as addiction recovery addiction recovery has employees terrified to return to work and i was like oh shit let's see what it says and it and it opens and it goes you've got to pay to subscribe to this local newspaper great so i didn't get to see what it said but i mean title says it says itself right which I don't know, man. It's it's interesting to me to have triggers and be tempted at work. I mean, I guess it depends on where you work. If it's an office, it's like I it's like, man, the office just makes me want to, you know, do cocaine. Okay. Um is it the fluorescent lights? Is it a cubicle? You know, I'm triggered by cloth covered walls. Um, but that may be have to do with terrified to returning to work to to a restaurant or a bar and that's you know that's something you definitely got to tackle because it's it's uh you know i've got a i've got a buddy of mine who's uh quit drinking last year and he was a bartender and um and he's a he's a server now he went and got a new job um which is good because i was concerned because you can't really he's like you know what I'm going to be sober and I'm going to be Sam Malone, a person who's not real at all. <laughs> just a completely sober guy who just drinks coffee, but pours beer and drinks and liquor for everybody else who's a hopeless alcoholic. That just doesn't sound uh, sound feasible or believable. That is a sitcom and a funny one. Very funny, but uh, but not reality. There are changes. That is the pro. That is some problems. Is that if your work is cent- central, centralized around your using. I guess you know if especially if your work is so shitty, that's why you do drugs and you drink is because it's the only way I can do this job. It's the only. Well, it may be time for a new job, and you know what? Right now is a great time to look for a new job. Because there's a lot of people hiring because a lot of people don't want to go to work because of all the other shit going on. Um, but yeah, it's it's not easy. You have to recognize your triggers. Anyway, what I was getting at is that, yeah, so we'll never know what that article was because I wasn't paying for a subscription to a local newspaper. That's not local to where I live. And um, I found another one uh, where was it? Ashtabula, Ohio. 
I I don't know where that is, but the, it's in Ohio, of course. But uh, their newspaper, it was like uh, five myths. And it was a very just a fluff, pe- fluff piece of, uh, you know, five popular addiction myths. And I had written them down. And it's like, number one, people in addiction have no willpower. And that's what I... You know, I went with that because it's like the disease of addiction is caused by a combo of physical, genetic, psychological, and other factors. This was a very big, I I was actually going, oh, let me read this. And it was a very, like, somebody contacted the head of the uh, recovery center in Ashtabula, Ohio. I was like, hey, can you uh, write something up real quick for me, boyo? Um because it was just kind of like, hey, this is not, uh, you know, if you're in addiction, you have no willpower. And that's not clearly not true if you're in recovery. Because if you made it in recovery, you've got, you're not powerless. It's not just about, it's about a bunch of things. Okay. The second thing, number two, only illegal drugs are addictive. And I'm like, is that still a myth? Do people still believe that? And he goes, no, this isn't addictive. Cigarettes are legal. Prescription drugs, drugs. nobody gets addicted to these, huh? Uh, number three, no insurance. Uh, it's an insurance thing, myth. Uh, number four, you have to go away to recover. <laughs> you, have to, you have to go away. And number five, tough love works. And that's a myth. These were myths. That tough love... You know what? Tough love can work in doses, but not really that so much. Not tough love so much as maybe not enabling somebody. But uh, that number four that you have to go away to recover, that's always weird because that came from um, people's idea of, well, celebrities, they go away. Yeah, they go away to a resort. A lot of the times, it's not even, they're not even getting treatment. It's just a, it's, it's a, a PR stunt. It's a, well, I fucked up. Everybody knows it. Let me go to rehab and uh, that'll restart my image. I'll go get some massages and, um, you know, do some fucking power yoga. And then, uh, then I'll get right back into the movies. Um, you know, 30 days. No, you don't have to. It, it does help. 60, 90 day program, rehab programs do help, especially if it's really bad, especially if you're a needle user, you're really caught up in drugs. I, I, and, and you have access to it. That goes back to my whole thing that I've said before about how they really should, um, do like, uh, like not scholarships, but you know, like a, like a program to, to, to fund it for, do funding for people who really need it. Um, maybe we'll get back to that in, in all of our States, maybe individually, uh, that's, that's how we can tackle the opioid crisis or the meth crisis or just the addiction crisis that we all fall, find ourselves in. Um, but that's basically, it. yeah. So like I, like I said, the, these are things I kind of was looking at and, uh, 
I felt like the pep talk was better. I don't really have anything else. That was it. I and I still and you know what? I feel good. I felt all right before because I got some kind of sad news that I'm not going to go into because it's it's just kind of a thing. It's like when you hear about somebody passing away and you're like, oh man, and they weren't close to you, but you're still like it's a person that you knew and that you considered a friend. Um, even though you haven't seen them in years, it still it it brings you down. But uh, you know, it's uh, that's and maybe that's why I needed the pep talk is because I wanted to feel like I was doing something, and I felt like I did. And if anything, it built me back up, and uh, you know, and I feel great now. So I hope that you have a great rest of your week. I hope that any issues that you're dealing with today, you get through them. Tomorrow, you deal with what's on your plate tomorrow. You know, just little little chunks, man. Just take it in little chunks. You can do it. It'll be all right. And then next week, you can listen to my dumbass again. Deal? Deal. This is Still Sober with John Rabin. See ya. Later.